Humanoids, welcome back. It's another week. It is the Life is Mile podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Brian. And I'm your other host. I'm Sterling. Brian, what's up? How you doing? How's yeah, life? You know, living the dream. You know, I, I baked some bread for the first time this weekend. Uh, you know, That's so, impressive. You know, shit turned out pretty damn delicious. I, I was very happy with it. So, you know, I might be a bread guy now. As you should be. I love bread. I've always yes. wanted to like make bread, but I don't have the patience for it. I'm I very much have the patience now. I found. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, and before I say anything else, I'd like to say happy belated uh, International Women's Day, Happy Women's History Month. That's right. I love women. So this shout out to all of y'all. How are you doing, Sterling? I am doing all right. Very tired. This uh, this time change shit. <laughs> I always I'm a disaster after it. My body like doesn't adjust. So I am super wonky and very tired uh, and I'm very busy at work. So it's like all of the things. So I have like I am like delirious and have very little filter. <laughs> so I am a blast to be around right now is what I'm saying. I thought it was just me because this I usually do okay during the time mm -hmm. change. This one is whooping my ass. Like yeah. I've been falling asleep like around nine o'clock every night. Yeah. Like I'm just a friggin' mess trying to get up in the morning. Like I, I I'm like waking up way too early. And then like I'm trying to like go to sleep, but then it's like I think I've I'm so tired during the day that I like ramp full of caffeine. And so like everything's just like off and it's been like what like two days like I'm yeah. a mess <laughs> but I always am well, I always am yeah last night I got up well I didn't get up but I I was awoke at four o'clock and then I just like laid there and just like stared at the ceiling until five <laughs> and then I fell asleep and then I my alarm goes off at 5 45 of course so I was like, oh, that's awesome that's great <sighs> Oh yeah, see, yawn and still. I'm just I'm a mess, but other than that, all the things are pretty good. Hell yeah. So what's been going on? There's been some, you know, we were doing the rundown for this and I was like, it hasn't been that crazy of a week, but like a couple of nutty things have happened. If that it, makes hasn't, sense. it hasn't been bad, yeah. but it hasn't been good. Yeah. <laughs> It's like just been. we still have some rights you know <laughs> like rights haven't been taken away this week knock on wood knock on wood but it, it it's been yeah it was interesting it was interesting uh yeah well i mean the first thing last weekend uh a little, little bit of sports ball with uh v-top here uh <laughs> John Morant, point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, super likable guy. This season, something just seemed off with him. He's been kind of a dick on the court and all this, talking a lot of shit, like not even like good shit talking, just like mm -hmm. annoying shit talking. Well, he uh, put up a Instagram live. He was at a strip club holding up the smallest little gun you ever did see. <laughs> Uh, it it was like that gun in Harlem Nights that made Eddie Murphy lose his shit. <laughs> Teeny tiny. Uh, and since then, he has not been suspended, but he's been away from the team. And then yesterday was announced that he's uh, seeking treatment um, for alcohol and mm. just a myriad of other like mental health things going on. And as soon as like he started like wiling out, like. There are stories about him like smacking up teenagers and threatening what? to beat up security guards at a at a finish line. <laughs> I was like, that brother is acting out and going through something. I yeah. don't really care about a suspension, uh, but he is in a place uh, in Memphis where <laughs> Memphis is not the place you want to try to 
prove you a tough guy. No, because no, no, real no. tough guys will show up. Yes, and exactly. Show you what a tough guy is. Yeah. Um. So hopefully that brother can get some help because that is it's. He's a like I said, he's a very likable kid, and he's only twenty three. Yeah, so he's much. very young. I know Carl kept talking about him. He was like, are you paying attention to this? And I was like, no, you tell me these things. <laughs> I was like, you update me on this. I don't tell you about the sports ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. We know our roles here. So I don't know. It just seems so interesting because I had seen something and I don't know if like you shared it where it was like, or maybe it was just on Twitter, but like the guy just being like, come to the corny side, like, dude, like this is not, you don't have to like show out, show up any of this you've made it like you're fine yeah and i was like yeah i think i agree with that and then now knowing that like there is some there are some struggles happening i think it's good that he's like getting the help it sounds like so hopefully i've been like really refreshed by like the coverage of this Mm -hmm. it hasn't been that normal like finger wagging like Oh, these these kids these days, and you can't. Yeah. This is why you can't give them money. It's like everybody's recognizing, like this dude is calling out for some help. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, good on him for. I don't know if it was forced or whatever, but he he's doing it anyway. He's yeah. getting some help. Team standing behind him. Um. So, hopefully, this is the last story we hear about him. Like you know, wilding out like this. Like, like this. He was just slapping, like, yeah, there were two separate stories of him, like, smacking up a teenager. Like, what? yeah, one came to, like, play basketball at his house, and the, like, he, the kid passed the ball to him, it went through his fingers, and it hit him in the face, so he slapped the kid up. Oh, my God. There was another, I, didn't, I don't remember what the second story of the other 17-year-old <laughs> threatened security guards at finish lines so yeah he's he's been he's been wiling out here so yeah get that help ja yeah (laughs) speaking of wiling out (laughs) uh chris rock finally released his stand-up special it's been a year in the making everybody wants to know about the slap and uh i know you didn't watch it but um, I did have like thoughts on it because I did yeah. watch it. And the first thought is we waited a year for this. <laughs> like that says something because you were you were a huge Chris Rock fan. I love Chris Rock. Like yeah. he is depending on the day, like my my comedy heroes are disappointing the fuck out of me because it used to be yeah. Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, any given day. Those were my guys. Yeah. Um, and this last special was just, it was lazy. It was, when he finally got to the Will and Jada of it all, he only did like the last 10 minutes or so of it on there. Okay. Um, and it was, it was just lazy. He just like stood up there and called Will Smith a bitch. And you know what? He got slapped in front of his peers on national TV. If he wants to call Will Smith a bitch, I got no problem with it. Yeah, like that's right. He's earned that. However, uh, the fuck did Jada do to you? Like right. he was calling her a bitch too. And I was like, I, I, I'm. It didn't sit right with me. And he had like a couple of like to me. Um, logical flaws and like why will smith was a bitch he talked about how oh she jada's fucking you know your your son's friend and you know i called to say you know give my condolences and you know and and you didn't call back call me back and you know she got you out here like calling you a bitch and everybody call you a bitch and who does he hit he hits me and i'm like well okay yeah right what one, I don't understand the like Will and Jada of it all, like where people feel like Will is just this poor frail. Like, if Jada's banging other dudes and they have an un- understanding, <laughs> what makes you think Will ain't banging other women? Yeah, like you think he just sitting at home eating saltines while Jada's upstairs, <laughs> like going to town on some like twenty one year old? Like, no, like I'm sure Will Smith is out here in them streets 
just like Jada was out here in the streets. And then they reconvene at the red table. And that's their thing. As long as everybody's cool with it, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. That's it. Like, if they have an agreement on how their marriage operates, that's between them, those two. I have no say in this. And it doesn't matter what I think or feel because it's not my marriage. So, and then he said that Will Smith shouldn't have slapped him in a room full of white people. That's not something you do in a room full of white people. But he had no problem cracking a joke on a black woman in a room full of white people. Yeah. And then he had no problem calling that woman a bitch in her hometown in an audience full of white people. So it's like, what are you doing, Chris? Yeah. Because... I know some people are like, oh, he's not obsessed with her. He's just, I was like, I don't know. It's really striking me like he's obsessed with her. Like he's been cracking jokes since, at least at the Oscars, since 2016. Yeah. He's, he filmed the special in her hometown. They had like a little pre-show where um, it was filmed in LA. I'm like, he could have done this anywhere. He could have gone to LA he could have gone to Philadelphia. He could have it, gone anywhere, but he chooses it, to go to Baltimore. Baltimore, which is not like this hive of like famous comedians. Right. Like, what? why not do it in Brooklyn? You're from Brooklyn. You're from Brooklyn. This is so, your like comeback. What's up to her? Right. So, and then like the rest of it, it was just like the greatest hits of like being an old man. Uh, mm. He railed on like, PC culture. Yeah. He um okay. he talked about how wokeness is BS. He said abortion is murder. He laughed about how dark Draymond Green is. What? Um, yeah, yeah. He he made that. He had no problem making. I had no idea. Like all I've heard or seen on Twitter and stuff is mostly about the slap incident and people feeling the same way that you feel. And having the same like reactions to it, essentially, nobody has said anything about like I and I I did know about him like being like commenting on anti wokeness and PC stuff, but not the Draymond or the abortion stuff. Yeah, and then he uh, made a bad Meghan Markle joke, like uh, basically, that. like yeah. And I'm like, we waited a year for this. <laughs> like he's appealing to his white audience, I think, and and. You know, somebody somebody on Twitter made a good point because again, I did not watch it. So I am just reading reactions and listening to you. Um, and I trust you. We <laughs> like because again, you are a Chris Rock fan and have been. And so I'm gonna trust your 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 critique of it. But somebody said on Twitter, like if you're something along the lines of like not you're 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 not creative if you can't if you can't like adjust and if you can't keep up with the creative flow of like how things change then you're not that talented or like you need to step back and I was like this is like a good way to kind of explain it where people get so mad about like oh it's woke it's pc it's whatever and it's like or you're just not creative enough to come up with material that doesn't include disparaging people in that kind of way, right? Yeah. It's not that hard. I mean, it's hard to be a comedian, but if this is your profession, <laughs> and if this is your profession, you should be able to like adjust with the changing of the time and still keep your style. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing, like Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, they've been successful for a very long time. And then all of a sudden, it was like just in the last like two years, three yeah. years, did it become this like thing? And you're like, what? Uh, You've been sh- totally fine yeah. up until this point. The, the Chappelle one, like that one hurt me. Like this yeah. was just lazy. Yeah. But the Chappelle one, that one hurt me. And I remember Wogan uh, texted me and was like, I couldn't even finish the Dave Chappelle. And I, I was just like in denial. I was like, well, you know, this part was funny. And then, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, well, that was weird. But then the next part was funny. And and yeah, it's Bill Burr has a great point where he talks about 
just like you said, adjusting. And yeah. he basically made the point like, you know what used to be funny? Blackface. You know what's yeah. not funny today? Blackface. Blackface. Like if you can't like figure out something new to like laugh at, then you're not a good comedian. You're not good at this. And that's it. Like I think they just they've become so successful, right? That they've crossed over. <laughs> they've crossed over a little bit into this like arena that is not usually you know black folks aren't usually a part of and they they're a part of it now and it's yeah. like you could have still been successful or at least you could even just make comments about being like the mega wealthy like black dude in a space full of white people and we would have still enjoyed that but like instead you keep like punching down i guess and it's like yeah you're but, at the top you yeah. don't you know You're the done, enemy. <laughs> you know who's done really well? And like, granted, it's not like stand-up. It's just like in interviews. Mm -hmm. It's been Eddie Murphy. Mm -hmm. Like, he talks a lot about how like his old, like he doesn't hide like, yeah, my old set used to be like really homophobic and that was wrong because of da-da-da-da-da. But, you know, and then he like goes into something else that's funny. And it's like, it he's adjusting like adjusting. and he's not like blaming it on like wokeness he's not like blaming it on like pc culture like no he's just like i was wrong yeah i'm sorry that you know that i said the things that i said yeah it, i mean and who among us hasn't made like used to make like messed up statements right that's the thing it's like we all have for yeah. the most part especially like things change really rapidly and with like with social media especially where we have access to lots of different types of people all the time it's like easier to learn like what is acceptable and what's not acceptable so yes mm -hmm. it like does make it more challenging but like isn't that part of the game isn't that part of the allure is like the challenge of creating jokes and laughter and humor when it's like a little bit more challenging because if you're able to do it you're wildly talented and so now I'm just like yeah you're right like it just seems lazy that they can't do it and so I'm like you're not even trying well, also <laughs> not even I, trying. shouldn't you want to change just to be like a better human like right. I use I am a very like I'm a, a very small skinny dude <laughs> I used to make a shit ton of fat jokes and then I got called out for it and I was like, you know what? This is a friend of mine. I truly value their opinion. If they felt the need to come to me to tell me that I was wrong, yeah. maybe I need to look in the mirror and figure out what what my issue is that makes that such a like go-to joke for me. Right. Because like the person I was cracking jokes on was this old coworker of mine. There were a million things wrong with this person that I could have gone <laughs> off on. I could have talked about how they were lazy, how they were dumb as a bag of bricks, how they had breath like hot dog water. I could have hit on all of those things. But the first joke I jumped on was a fat joke. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why did I do that? And then I looked in the mirror, had some uncomfortable conversations with myself, and now I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And it, I think I would like to think it's made me a better person. Yeah, but it's cer thing. it's certainly illuminated like a blind spot that I had right. that now I'm on the lookout for. Yeah, I just I yeah I don't get this. I don't get this at all because it is about wanting to be better. It is wanting to be more accepting, and I just feel like they don't want to be because they don't need to be because they're at the top. Mm. And I think that's it. It speaks to their privilege, like or. They yeah or you're just trying to be, get woke yeah <laughs> there it is oh, sorry wow. you're gonna try to be woke with me. oh wow you're gonna try to be woke don't don't you get woke on me sterling woke. <laughs> my bad my bad <laughs> uh well speaking of chris rock the oscars happened this weekend i think this was like the first time i didn't watch them and the oscars are like my super bowl but I realized I don't didn't see the movies <laughs> because I just didn't. And I text Wogan texted me because we usually text each other throughout the whole thing. And he was like, 
oh are you enjoying your program I was like dude I ain't even watching it I was like what about you he's like yeah I don't see movies anymore (laughs) yeah me either (laughs) like even though they're on streaming it's just like I watch so much television yes and then and I invest so much time in that that it's hard like I feel less like desire to watch a movie and I don't know why even though I definitely want to see the best picture winner everything everywhere all at once I want to see that simply because of the people who are angry about it winning. It's yeah. very much aviator wearing yeah. American flag hat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, oh my God. I can't believe somebody other than a middle-aged white man won, <laughs> <laughs> won an award. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. What are we going to do? I think they're really mad that like Top Gun didn't win. I'm assuming. <laughs> Well, I was reading an article where they said that Top Gun was too woke. Oh. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, they don't know what woke means. Because I'm like, two black people in a movie does not make it woke. (laughs) (laughs) Does not a movie make a woke movie make. Like, no, 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 no. They didn't make any gay jokes in this movie. Woke. (laughs) Woke. I was like, okay. is this, is it, I was, it's, it's like army propaganda. This is like the least woke movie out of the bunch, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess because they didn't like insult any minorities or oh. well, there you go. <laughs> oppress parties. Uh, oh. it, it went all woke. <laughs> well, there was pe- people were, ups- you know, upset at Angela Bassett's reaction to losing, which was like so dumb because she didn't do anything except like not like clap a ton she just like kind of had sad face and i was like That's and it was fair. a it was a two second clip though like yeah. when they zoom out like she's probably clapping like yeah. also if she doesn't clap guess what she's earned it she has earned the right to like kind of be like motherfuckers yeah like she's bummed yeah like, she's, because here's the thing she should have already won an oscar she should have already won <laughs> Oscar. You should have won thing. numerous Oscars. Well, and somebody on Twitter posted like all the awards that she's been nominated for, and like she just hasn't won. So she's won two Golden Globes, and she's been nominated for two Golden Globes. But like she's been nominated nine times for an Emmy, has never won. She's been nominated twice for an Oscar, never won. All BT awards, it's like eleven. She has zero. So it's like somebody was just like clearly people fucking hate her for whatever reason right we can't like figure it out but i think what happened too is like i think for angela bassett i think it was two things one i think there was a split of the vote between her and then stephanie i don't know how to pronounce her last name sue sue uh from everything everywhere all at once because everybody was like i'm sorry out of the two people jamie lee curtis and her it should have been her so I think people split the vote between Angela Bassett and her. So Jamie Lee Curtis won. And here's the thing. No shade on Jamie Lee Curtis. I really like Jamie Lee Curtis. I do too. I'm fine with her. I, I like her. Like she's fine. So it's not even about her really. My thing was it came across to me as someone who did not watch any of the movies or the ceremony <laughs> uh, that this was more of a lifetime achievement award yes, for Jamie yes, Lee Curtis. Absolutely. Again, I must reiterate, the only movie I saw was Black Panther. So I am <laughs> oh, going to so be a little bit biased. You're also, biased. Angela Bassett, my girl. Angela Bassett did the thing. I love that you got it. <laughs> she did the thing. She did and the she thing. deserves to be recognized. She really does. And so and I, I don't want one of these like when she's 85 years old, like no. they wheel her up there and give her like this honorary Oscar. Like, no, let her get her Oscar for the roles that she deserves it yeah. for. Because she's great and she's really great in everything. Is she still on that 911 show? I watched yes, it for the first like it year. All. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first like year of it. And I was like, this is so ridiculous. But I enjoyed it because I was like, it's Angela Bassett. How am I gonna say now? Also, one of my favorite things about Angela Bassett is no matter what award show, red carpet, whatever, if you zoom out, 
Courtney B. Vance is standing there taking <laughs> pictures with his phone. Every time. Looking <laughs> like an old man dad. Like he because just, he, he is. is. And he just looks like it standing there taking a picture. Like the way he like looks down. Like, that is my uncle. <laughs> he looking like, oh yeah, you looking good, girl. Let me. He's like everybody's parent. I'm like, oh my God. Stop. You're embarrassing me, dad. Like that's how I feel. I was like, I love you so much, Courtney B. Vance, and I never oh. want you to change. Oh, I love him. I love that they're together. <laughs> like, that makes me really happy. Yes. So anyway, yes, the Oscars happened. You and I did not watch. Um, I did see, like, one, like, the opening skit with Jimmy Kimmel. Uh -huh. And his opening skit, like, talking about the slap was better than Chris Rock's whole special. <laughs> See, even better. Yeah. Good times. So what's been going on in the world? Well, Sterling, I got a little bit of uh, shocking, sad, mm. even bad news, if you will. Um, Senate, uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell uh, this week was uh, discharged from the hospital. Why was he in the hospital? He, uh, he fell at a dinner event, uh, had a concussion and a rib fracture. So Sterling, I must ask you this. What did you have for dinner? <laughs> because I do not give a shit about this. <laughs> right? I kept seeing it everywhere. And I was like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not going to wish bad things on him, even though, even though Mitch McConnell is somebody I wish bad things upon in my life because I, he is my least favorite person. He's my yeah. least favorite person. But even in this moment, even in this moment, I was just like, fucking whatever, dude. <laughs> like, whatever. I was like, way to go. I, and <laughs> I was like, way to go and get that health care that you are trying <laughs> so hard to deny average, everyday Americans. All the rest. And when it. I say Americans, I don't mean like, you know, white people like republicans when they say americans <laughs> when they say american we're saying americans real americans yeah it was whatever fucking yeah, yeah. so yeah he felt he's 81 years old yeah this is the second time in the last three years he fell and fractured his shoulder in 2019 um I, so far, I've heard nothing about, you know, people being like, oh, is he built for the job like uh, they have mm -hmm. been with John Fetterman, who took a leave for mental health reasons. Again, shout uh, out to him for taking yeah. care of yeah. himself. I think that's remarkably strong, much yes. stronger than, say, an 81-year-old man falling at uh, the Waldorf, Waldorf Astoria <laughs> after having dinner with a bunch of racists. Uh, I don't know. Let me uh, say alleged racist. I don't alleged. know who having dinner with, and I ain't got no money for a lawyer. If they were to come across this, uh, don't come for me. The only thing I got is this Black Panther uh, comic over my shoulder, um, and I will hide that shit uh, yeah. if you come for it. So, uh, alleged racist. Alleged racists. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean. I I kept seeing those tweets like just because we disagree with him doesn't mean that we can't wish him well. Bullshit. Bullshit. I ain't wishing him well. I don't wish him bad, but I don't wish him well. I don't wish him well. Here's the thing. I won't wish death on you. However, <laughs> I will wish much discomfort, pain, agony yeah. all upon thee because you've done nothing cause this for minorities and you know already oppressed peoples yeah so uh sorry that your uh 
your you, ribs weren't woke yeah. enough to not like <laughs> to not fracture when you fell you fucking snowflake yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like fuck mitch mcconnell i don't care i don't care about you good not even good luck like whatever just whatever <sighs> so yeah there's that there's that well in other news now this has been the story and i gotta tell you i've been reading a lot about this because this is not something that i fully understand all the time <laughs> and i don't think i'm a dumb person but when it comes to these types of things i am like what just somebody break it down to me in the simplest terms so um svb bank what does it stand for again i forget silicon valley silicon valley bank yes and signature bank collapsed this weekend now these are the first two big bank collapses since like 2008 uh since the big crisis then so this is a big deal so silicon valley bank primarily uh, works with tech and tech startups uh, and venture capitalists. Um, there was basically a run on the bank on Friday. <laughs> and then by the end of the weekend, everything was shut down. Now, th the thing is, is because I was like, well, what happened? Like, that was the thing, you know, we, we kept hearing about it. And I was like, I don't really get what's happening. But I read a couple of things and watched a couple of videos. And people were like, basically, it started in 2020 when COVID hit, there was much more need for technology. They were investing more. People were doing all of this. Now, as things are slowly opening up, people need less tech in their lives. People aren't investing in them as much. So, and if you don't know, banks kind of gamble with your money. <laughs> so this is what they did, is they had all this money in there. And then they were gambling with it, which was fine. It's normal. That's what they do in these safe assets. But then <laughs> because of interest rates being really high, other things became even more profitable, safer assets. So those assets started to lose value. People started to freak out. They needed to sell off stuff because they were not getting as much input in deposits as they were pulling out. Nothing was being able to balance. So they sold stuff at a loss, blah, blah, blah. Yakety schmackety. People put a run on the bank. They were like, I don't need my fucking money. And high-end people, like big venture capitalist people were saying, pull your money out. And they did. And now the FDIC is in there to help, but FDIC will only cover up to $250,000, which is fine for the normal average Joe of us, right? Most of us don't have more than that in the bank. Yes, please cover my $250,000. <laughs> Do not look to see if it's there. I it's assure there. you, I assure every you. cent is there. Actually, $248,000. Yes. It's <laughs> actually $247,000. I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> uh, the average Joe is probably pretty much okay. It's these big multi-million dollar firms and tech companies and things like that. But Will they get a bailout? They're kind of getting a bailout, but the bailout money will not come from taxpayers. It will come from like this kind of insurancy type thing that tech companies were already paying into. So that is how, or like these banks were already paying into. That is my basic <laughs> understanding. And so for listeners who were also confused, I hope that I could help you understand this a little bit more. Now I do know that people are worried because it's something called like a contagion, right? It can spread to other banks, which it did. So we saw SVP and then we saw Signature and three other banks, three or four other banks started to crumble yesterday. Holy shit. Yeah. But then they fixed it. They got it back together. People were like, whoa, whoa, just chill. Because apparently all banking is built on trust and confidence. And if they don't have trust and confidence in you, people will run to the bank, take out their money. And if you don't have the capital there to pay it all off because you are essentially gambling with it in other areas, 
you get screwed over. But places like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase, they they are fine because they have like $3.3 trillion, whereas <laughs> SVB was like $216 billion. So just so you Bro, know. boys. <laughs> that is my understanding. Well, damn. Uh, I would like to say also that uh, Signature Bank had a long-running relationship with the Trumps. Yes, they did. Uh, let's see. That bank was used by Trump as he ran his business empire. Uh, Ivanka Trump was appointed to the bank's board in 2011 and served until 2013. Uh, has anybody ever like failed like upward like Ivanka Trump? Like she has no like finance, like, and she gets put on the board of a bank. She has no like politics, like in her background. She works at the White House. Like we have friends who are brilliant and went to grad school. Yeah. And they don't even sniff these positions. Exactly. Exactly. I always think like, I'm just like the, the amount of privilege and and just like how wealth can automatically not just get you into spaces, but people just assume you always know what you're talking about. And she's she's probably very bright. She went to school. She couldn't have been, you know, she couldn't have been that dumb. <laughs> you know, I know like money pays your way, but like she can't be that dumb, but like you can't know all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like how I feel about it. Like, you're not that smart. You're either good at finance or you're good at politics. Yeah. You ain't good at both. <laughs> I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe it. You can't be good enough to be like in those two positions, right? Like, that's it. Like, you're not smart in both of those areas. No, 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 no. Uh, so this whole thing, I think, is just like really wild to me. And I think, for me, I think reading about it because again, I was reading a lot and it just, you know, we are at the mercy <laughs> of a scam. Like, this is how I feel. All I'm getting out of this is that banking is a fucking scam and it feels, and I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but doesn't it kind of weirdly feel like a Ponzi scheme? I was just about to say, <laughs> I watched the Bernie Madoff special. And I was like, this is what Bernie Madoff was doing. <laughs> yeah. So what made his illegal is that he didn't fill out the right paperwork for the right to do it. Like, I kept reading about it and I was like, I must be reading this wrong. So listeners, if you can break it down to me where it doesn't sound like a Ponzi scheme, please do. Because if all we're doing is like, you're putting in money into this thing to gamble with up here and earn more money for yourself, but you're paying back people money that you get from other people who are giving you money. <laughs> this is what banking is. That's a Ponzi scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme, right? Okay, good. I was like, hmm, I must be reading it wrong. And I think that's why I kept reading more and more into it. But even still, like even the most simple, basic, I got like a Vox from Vox, like the breakdown of everything. Even their like simple thing made me just be like, so it is a Ponzi scheme. Banking, banking is legal Ponzi schemes. This is this is just what it is. Shit's scam, yo. It's a scam. We're all we all gotta we all have to be a part of it. This is just what it seems like. We're we don't un, have a choice. We're unwitting. Was it unwitting participants in a criminal enterprise? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we'll see how it shakes out. Speaking of criminal criminal enterprises, though, <laughs> the noose, the proverbial legal noose could be tightening on one Donald J. Trump, mm. a.k.a. Trumpito, because <laughs> <Trump> one <laughs> shout out to uh, Mero for coming up to, with that one. <laughs> uh, because God bless Letitia James the district attorney in yeah. New York. She has been on his ass since he was elected president. Yeah, she has. And she has not relented. Nope. She so she is she's one of the reasons why I still have hope that that shit stain will see some modicum 
of justice because it stands. That's, someone, that's such a good one. <laughs> as someone who's raised by black women, yep. When they get it in their mind, oh, that there will be vengeance or hell to pay. And I don't use this as a negative. I think this no. is one of the most admirable things about black women. I agree. They go get that ass. It yeah. might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. But that ass is going to get got. <laughs> it's going to happen. And it looks like that ass is getting closer to got for Donald uh. Trump. Because he now has been told that he can testify before a grand jury in New York next week as a part of an investigation into the hush money paid to Stormy Daniels. Who is Stormy Daniels? She is the porn star who said she slept with the former president, according to two of his attorneys. There you go. So, yeah, he basically took... Uh, basically, uh, he was it. He took um, campaign money to pay her off, like which is a violation of campaign finance rules. Finance blah blah <laughs> blah. blah. Uh, more of the scam, <laughs> but <laughs> more of the scam. He didn't. He didn't fill out the right paperwork. That sounds like, and he couldn't pay off it. his. He couldn't pay off his uh, his sex worker mistress, um, yeah. and. Uh, I I listened to her interview about it. I was like, "This fucking gross." Um, she's giving some some details here, and I gotta say, he he did that shit. He can say like, "I didn't I didn't sleep with her." Blah, 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 blah. I was like, "What woman is gonna brag about sleeping with you?" Yeah, you're disgusting. You, you diseased Cheeto. Like Neither. you think pe- women are knocking at your door Ugh. to. <laughs> You ain't you ain't Usher, you you ain't Jonathan Majors. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't nobody want to admit to having sex with you. <laughs> Your wives don't want to admit to having sex with you. Like, and ugh. the only reason that they might is because they popped out some kids that yeah. look like they <laughs> look like they might be the Toxic Avenger, like. So of course they're yours. <laughs> oh God, he's just and here like isn't it a weird when I was reading the articles about it? I feel like they went. It was like he is invited to testify, but he doesn't have to. But then if he does, he doesn't have to. Like it kept being just like he can, but he doesn't have to. And I was like, I don't get this, but. I feel like we're getting close. We're getting close. Just do it. Like somebody do something already. We got to get yeah. something to stick. He's a terrible person. Uh, let's see. So a uh, former Justice Department prosecutor and FBI general counsel, Andrew Weissman, said that Donald Trump could technically be indicted as early as we're recording this on a Tuesday, uh, on Wednesday. Mm. Doesn't mean that he will be, but Legal analysts think Michael Cohen is going to be the one of the last witnesses, and he is kind of the rat uh, that knows where all the bodies are on this sinking Trump ship. So um, I think he goes up there, he does what the rats do and sells out everybody. Um, and if we're lucky, God, if we're lucky, this piece of shit will get led away and I just want to see him do the perp walk. I yeah. hope they don't don't let him come in and turn himself in. No. I want you to show up to Mar a Lago. I want you to kick the door in and I want you to pull him <laughs> out of his bed while he wears his Donald Trump pajamas because he's totally the type to have pajamas with his yes. face on him. Yes, absolutely. And then pull him out kicking and screaming. I would like that. Very much so. I think we all would, honestly. I I think if they could turn that moment into like a drug, I would inject it into my veins. Every day. I would be hooked. I would be hooked. I'd be a crackhead. (laughs) (laughs) For Donald Trump misery. For Donald Donald Trump getting arrested. I'm Uh, fine, I'm fine. I I can totally drive. I'm just high. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. Oh, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Can I get to the game? Sweet, yeah. Show me the way. Cause I got me.
Well, I think we've had a we've talked about enough stuff, I think, this week. Turtles falling on their shells, uh banks scamming, <laughs> Chris Rock not being funny anymore. It's it's uh, a see, it was a wild week, but it was weird. <laughs> it was, a, it was of, a weird week. Yeah. Usually there is a flow and a pattern of everything being kind of chaotic or all hilarious. And instead it was just like, huh. It was a well, that was a week. Yeah. That was a week. I guess we we're supposed to record. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I was like, what should we uh talk about? This bank collapse? Let me do some economics research. <laughs> So yeah, if the universe could like make shit funny again, uh, I don't want to do homework to do this podcast. <laughs> like, damn, <laughs> got a job, I got a kid, got a <laughs> wife. Kid. Like, yeah, we're trying on. to earn a master's degree in economics out here just to record a podcast. Yeah, damn, but we I don't will. get paid for this. I mean, we can Spotify. Hit me oh, up. God. You got two hosts here who will say the n word if the price is right. <laughs> the price is right. Take some of that Joe Rogan money and give it to us. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I guess that's all just a long-winded way of saying, Sterling, who in the year of our Lord, 2023, I, I just realized last time I said 2022, I don't even know what year it is. Oh, but <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> who in the year of our Lord, 2023, can get it? Uh, well, you know, last week I had... Uh, a pair of homies <laughs> who look good all the time together. So I'm doing it again this week for my runner up and my number one. It's a tie. It's together. It would be Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. They've been on the like circuit promoting Creed 3. I've been here for it. They've been taking pictures. They've been showing like this love, this brotherly love, friendship, hugging, being affectionate with one another. And then they were at the Oscars and I saw their little clip because they presented right after Angela Bassett didn't win. And they gave her a little shout out. And I was like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> so these two can most definitely, definitely get it. B-Tom, who do you have this week? Who do you have? So my runner up, somebody who has never made this list before. Yeah. And I know... People listening to this might be like, really? But I, I I advise you to just look up the photos from the Oscars and tell me I'm lying. My runner-up, Miss Savannah James. Who is Savannah yeah. James? She is LeBron's wife. Buddy, she yeah. got them things. <laughs> <laughs> she got them things. I started following her on Instagram like a month ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. She I'm a big is a fan. She's hilarious, first of all. Yeah. Like her and those boys clown the shit out of LeBron <laughs> on a daily basis. So that was my like intro. But then I started, I was like, wait a minute, hold the hell up. What is what we got happening here? And then somebody on Twitter posted a posted just the red carpet. Show. I was like, I'm looking respectfully. Respectfully. With all due respect. <laughs> So, yes, my runner-up, Savannah James. Very nice. Now, my winner, also from the Oscars. Uh, as as we all know, a uh, couple of... Uh, Black Panther got a couple of nominations. And so people from all over the Marvel Universe were there to support. Um, <laughs> of course, you had Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors. You had Elizabeth Olsen. And then sitting right next to Elizabeth Olsen was the woman who will be this week's Can Get It Award winner with all due respect to Elizabeth Olsen, Miss Taylor Rooks. That's right, Taylor Rooks. Has she won this before? Yes, she can. But this is my list. And, and she, fine as, she fine as hell, okay? She, and she is so good at her job, but she also fine as hell. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to come across as like being obje objectifying her. No, okay? but I get it. I, I, I want to stress, yeah. she is legitimately one of the top three interviewers, I'd say, in all the sports. Yeah. But she's also fine as hell. <laughs> and bonus. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
she is so fine. She had those dudes up there just like about the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> These are dudes who like play in front of hundreds of thousands of people, like all the stress in the world on their shoulders. Yep. And she flashes a smile at him and it turns him into like a 14 year old boy talking to a girl for the first time. I love it. Uh, good choices. Yes. So yeah, so that's my takeaway from the Oscars. Uh, Savannah <laughs> James, fine as hell. Yeah. Taylor Rooks, fine as hell. There was also this video floating around of Halle Berry giving a hug to Kate Blanchett. And I was like, I'm liking this. <laughs> I'm liking this a lot. Well, did you see Halle Berry and Jessica Chastain? Because they presented together. That's and who I meant, Jessica Chastain. Oh, yes. Why did yes. I say Kate Blanchett? Because she was also there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Oh, yes. yeah. The two of them like hugging and like fangirling over each other. And I was like, I was like this is so pretty. I was like, this is giving me feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, ugh. I'm going to need y'all to stop it right now. <laughs> you, you knock it off. I got stuff I'm supposed to be doing right now. I, I do not have time for this. <laughs> Uh, this has been a good one. This has been fun. This has been nice. I think so. It wasn't too depressing. No. It wasn't overly happy, but, you know, Mitch McConnell fell. I thought that was pretty good. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I swear, yeah, my Mitch mom... the bitch. <laughs> it fails at something. We're here for it. Turtle face bastard. I'm sorry. My mom <laughs> raised me better bitch. than this. <laughs> Oh, well, this has been another episode of the Life is Mild podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Sterling. I am your other host. I am Brian. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. It's a-